Ladies and gentlemen, is the decades-long Sydney institution that puts sport front and centre. Oh, yeah. In 2023, absolutely brilliant. Here comes the ready now. This motley crew are taking another lap around the park. Figuratively. They're not doing any more cardio than they need to these days. Would you put your hands together? Iron Woman, Candace Warner, Racing Royalty, Richard Friedman, and a self-proclaimed former soccer prodigy, Brendan Anakin. And here we go. It's the port of call for all the big names from every code. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. So welcome back. Oh, it's a beautiful morning in Sydney. Welcome to it. A couple of beautiful faces stare back at me as well. One more so than the other, and you can be the judge. Richard Friedman, Candace Warner, hello. Hello. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that if I were you. Richard, <laughs> Richard, you are looking sharp today. Looking good. You must good. have a, a big race on. Or no, what, no, what's race are at Gosford today. Mm. Oh, I love going to Gosford. It's always a lot of fun up there. You know you're outside of carnival season when the main race in the States is in Gosford. Stop it. Either way, you look great. Thank you. Or um, did you dress up for on the coronation, which is today? Let's get a temperature check. How are we feeling about it? I'm pumped. I love it. I cannot wait. I'm really excited to sit down with my three daughters, have a bit of a high tea, a tea party, and watch everyone arrive. And mm. then, of course, the concert afterwards, Katy Perry, Andrea Bocelli. What's not to love about the coronation? I don't think the they've coronation? been on the same bill together before. <laughs> What's not to love about the coronation? What's not to love? No, no, I, look, I'm not a narc like that. I'm not going to pan the coronation. They've obviously put a lot of effort into it. Clearly. <laughs> and, you know, you're going to get Charlie's going to get his crown and they're going to get the cart out that they made on the northern beaches. And... Camilla becomes a queen as well, queen consort. Queen oh. consort. First one I've ever seen. Wasn't around for the first one. Really? For the queen, yeah. Oh, sadly, I've... No, not... I've no, been, you wouldn't I've been. been around for... I was around for Di's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it is a bit of fun. The pageantry of it is nice. And it's one of those things, if you sit down with your kids, they're going to remember, oh, I was, I, this is what I did with mum, or I remember when Charles became king. Mm. It's, I think it's important to it's, sit down and recognise history. It's only those boring, you know, Republic people who are against it. Well, them and also <laughs> Celtic fans. They don't I like found. it either? Well, I, I mean, you be the judge, but you know, we found this from a game recently Celtic played over in... Scotland, uh, this was their reaction to the coronation. I don't think they're into it. Nah, doesn't sound like it, does it? Up your jacksy is what they're saying. You can yes. shove the car- yeah. coronation. Okay. Ah, well. Up your Gary Glitter. So they won't be watching it. Well, many but good. billions around the world will be. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, you will. You know what? You've convinced me. Because I've got daughters as well. I'll sit them down. We'll have a nice little tea party. And if they want to, they can wear their little princess costumes or whatever it may be. But make it fun. My wife, Sally, biggest royalist ever. Yeah, my wife too. But she's English. She reminds me, I'm a British subject. (laughs) And I'd love to see what they're wearing. Apparently, Charles isn't going to wear the big robe. It's just going to be a suit. Oh, controversy. What's Kate going to wear? Oh, who cares? Uh, the Dead Set Legends <laughs> on Sydney's Triple M. Let's dive into some por- uh, sport. There's plenty of it. Alex Brosk joining us after 11 o'clock. It's the first Sydney derby uh, ever in the A-League men's final, so we're going to get to that after 11. Yep. He'll unpack it. And Magic Round hasn't it been thus far. What about the, the crowds are just phenomenal, aren't they? I yeah. don't think they could hold it anywhere else. No. You um, wouldn't get full stadia. No, I, I well, agree with all you. All three days are sellouts, but... I feel sorry. You've got to feel sorry for the bartenders, the the bouncers on Captain Street's 
Ah, um, uh, yes. Caxton Street one this my... weekend. It's going to be heaving there. Yeah, it's one of my... What I used to spend a lot of the winter up there with horses mm. in a past life. And um, that was always on when I was there. And you just go down Caxton Street and it's just... It's just a heaving mess of Queensland supporters. Oh, it's because State unreal. of Origin was on at the time. It's an unreal atmosphere. You do have to feel sorry though, also for one Aaron Woods. Very sadly, lost thirty-two to six uh, his Manly Seagulls yesterday. But he's fronting up next. Going to join us. Uh, <laughs> the magic round that's been uh, still to come. Woodsy, Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Magic round underway. You had the Raiders beating the Bulldogs last night, 34 to 30. And sadly for this man, on the wrong side of a 32 to 6 defeat at the hands of the Brisbane Broncos. Prop four, Manly. Aaron Woods joins us. Uh, it was a good second half, but a tough, uh, tough night at the office overall last night, Woodsy. Yeah, Brenda. Thanks, Alice. Mate, it was just a, yeah, we missed the jump early on there and. A side like Brisbane, you just can't give them that many opportunities because they can just put so many points in that quickly. And mm. you now we just didn't value possession. Um, they played the long game and, and they got the you know, they got the rewards nice and early. So uh, you know you can say that we had a decent second half, but we just missed the start, mate. You can't be doing that. Yeah. Well, do you talk about possession? Brisbane had fifty-one percent, and you guys obviously forty-nine. I mean, that's not too much difference, but you weren't able to just get down the other end or contain the attack of of Brisbane, especially um, Cobbo. Yeah, Candice, I know the possession sort of evened out in the second half, but the first half, I think we were 7 for 15 with completion, so we weren't even completing at 50%. And you know, every time we go to the board of the, the Broncos, we just weren't building any pressure. And like you said, you, you give that side that much opportunity. The likes of Stel and Cobbo, you know, Payne Haas, they just destroy you. And, and that's what they did for us in the first 40. So... You know, it wasn't until the second quarter we picked it up, but it was, it was a little bit too late for us. And um, look, the boys, we, we tried hard in that second half, but still just real disappointing from us because it's such a big ground. You know, 50,000 people there cheering you on. You thought we would have been up for it from the start. What, what does the coach say at halftime when you come in and you've been dropping the ball and, you you know, it's you're just not, you're not in it? What does he say? Well, I've had a few coaches over my time and they've all handled it differently. So I think Steve was, it was pretty, you know, if he knew if he could get, back into the game and just do the we got a little saying it's like manly mentality just play the footy we know we can you know we just got to I think the problem was we're watching the scoreboard and we're trying to flick the passes we probably shouldn't have been instead of building pressure and he just wanted us to go back to basics and not try too hard but just get yourself back in the game by doing the little things right and, and look we did it for 30 minutes but we still we conceded a couple of late tries back into the game well do you, are you hanging up there to, to call a game for um oh, triple- Easy hanging yeah, up there. Of course, I'm actually I'm actually walking up to the studios now. I've got to do the twelve for three show. So, um, I, you should see the crowd it, it, around the you know the city centre where we are. It's, everyone's just wearing jerseys. It's already, amazing. it's pretty so, crazy. Mm. Yeah, mate. So the crowds are building already. Considering the first game isn't until three p.m. Mate, you would have thought they were out all night, Candace. It's been oh, unbelievable. Well, they probably were. Like <laughs> they, they, they haven't right. gone home yet, Woodsy. Oh, well, I, I went home early, mate. I didn't want to get seen at Macca's. <laughs> How important has Magic Round been to the rugby league community? I mean, you, you talk about the fans there, but what about the players? You guys must get ch- uh, such a buzz. Like you said, I know it was de- a, a defeat, but, you know, playing in, f- in front of 50,000 people. Be careful. As uh, someone in a Raiders, uh, <laughs> a car in a Raiders jersey goes past. How, how important is it to the players? No, honestly... You know, Brendan, I think it's really good, especially you, you consider what we've had the last few years, you know, with the COVID and all that. You weren't allowed to do too much. Mate, for us, 
you know, we ran out to 50,000 crowd last mm. night. It just gets you, like, it, it felt like a bit of an origin atmosphere. Um, and then not just playing, but you walk the streets, you know, whether it's a person in a Brisbane jersey, a Tigers jersey, you know, Sharks, they, they all come up to you and they're all, they're all willing to talk to you and have a good time. And normally they give it to you, but they, they just, everyone's just in such a really good vibe around here. And, mate, it's been so good. It's, it's unreal. Well, dear, is there a particular game that you're looking forward mm. to, to watching? Because there's some doozies. There's obviously the Storm Rabbitohs, but I'm also interested in that Roosters-Cowboys match tomorrow. Look, this is going to make you laugh a little bit. My two old teams, Tigers and Dragons, I think, you know, where they are on the ladder, a lot of people are doubting the game, but I reckon the quality of that game is going to be really good because they're going to be the two Tigers that are desperate. You yeah. know, Dragons have had a bit of turmoil throughout the week. Tigers are coming off their first win against Penrith. Can they back it up? So... It's going to be a real good game to watch. But then, like you said, Kenneth, you've got Melbourne and South. That's the one that everyone's talking about in the streets. They're all, everyone's asking, who do you reckon is going to win that game? So uh, that's the game. I can't wait to watch that tonight. And, you know, I reckon if, if South's put a good show on and get the win, I think they're going to be the competition favourites. Got a bad record down there, Woodsy. No, well, up there. Where yeah, they meet. Not, <laughs> I know, I know. They, they, they got beat by them about a month ago. But it's just been different. You've seen South still... Peyton Trill, Cody Walker, they've just been dominating and they're a real good vibe. They're staying where we're staying as well, Frio, and they just look like a real confident team. Everyone's, you know, real happy. So um, I reckon if they can stop the Nelson Sulphur Solomon tonight, I reckon there's a big chance of, of putting a good score on yeah. too. Well, it's one of the great junkets, Magic Round. We are dead set the only show in the Triple M network that is not <laughs> in I, I, can't believe, I can't believe you guys aren't up here. It's ridiculous. Um, but you enjoy yourself. Uh, enjoy the call. 12 o'clock, you're on air with uh, the Saturday Scrum. Um, and yep. we'll be watching from down here. Uh, looks like an absolute blast magic round and and good on you uh, uh, Woodsy as well for fronting up it's we never get players after a loss and I know it's tough but good on you for uh, for having a chat today we we appreciate it that's part of the job mate you win some you lose some we're still playing rugby league I'm living the dream so mate appreciate having us you're a legend Woodsy Candace Warner Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin the Triple M Dead Set Legends if it happened overnight you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends sports update the big news in the NRL world over the week uh, was Josh Schuster. The Manly Halves' days could be numbered at Brookvale following discipline, form, and fitness issues. That's yeah. a lot of issues yeah. in a lot of categories. You don't want all those issues yeah. going on. Maybe one, but all three, not great. The fitness issue interests me. Mm. How do you be a professional rugby league player, do a full preseason, get a third of the way through the main season, you're still not fit? Not go to the World Cup either. But he's, he's had some injuries. Okay, so missed round one with a calf injury. It was back in round three. Round five, um, he then was out with the quad injury. So they're saying that it's all about um, reconditioning. Yeah. Which he has got some of those injuries, but then we also know that he had their recent bust up with the teammate. So What about that over a haircut? What's going on? Someone's got to take responsibility for some of those haircuts. That is true. Yeah. Was the slap deserved? That's not what we're asking. Seabold has come out, though, saying that the pile-on um, does paint him in a bad light and that it is just about reconditioning and getting him fit to play. They are playing um, the Sharks next week, and apparently, potentially, he will be in that squad. Okay. He's soaking up $800,000 of that salary cap. That's a fair chunk to not be playing. And yeah. But you every pl- team's got those, I think. Yeah, to a degree. But, yeah. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a fair whack. It is a fair whack. Um, it's not the thing I'm worried about most in rugby league at the moment. What's that? The forward pass. 
They're in every match. Mm. It could have cost the Raiders the match last night. Uh, the, a try was scored off a pass that was, to everybody's eye, not for it, except for the touchy. Yeah. Now, what's going to happen one day, if they don't get some tech to detect the forward pass, someone's going to lose a grand final because the touchy couldn't keep up. They had tech in the game. If you go back to the early noughties, there's, oh, there's vision of Andrew Voss talking about it. I think it's 2001, 2002, they took the tech out of the game. Yeah. And Vossi was saying, well, no one wants to see this. We need the technology. No, no, it was bad tech then. Uh, we're 20 years on. Can we, you know, get some tech, either put it in the ball or a drone over the top or something? Well, umpires or the refs, they just do the do their job. But no, it, no, they can't. The touchy just, not, they cannot keep up with the play. They get tired and then someone... You can't rule on every forward pass, That's though. That's right. the thing, because then it slows the game well, right down. Well, I you know, think they it do would a stop. pretty good job as it is. No, there's forward passes out of dummy half all the time. Now, someone is going to get cost a grand final because the touchy can't either detect a forward pass or misses a forward pass. Okay. Gets or calls a forward pass that's not a forward pass. Well, I'm sure the technology exists, but you just want to see it adopted in the game. I think they've got Maybe it. Maybe you need to have the, a chat to the Graham The game is, is predate, it, the, the whole premise of the game yes. is the ball cannot travel forward from the hand. I understand that. Right? That's the absolute original premise of the game. Yep. So that's one they've got to get tech into. Get on it. Uh, the 18th team in the NRL. Uh, well, Peter Philandes is saying they're 100% going to look into the option of basing that expansion team in Victoria. There will be an 18th team. Should it be in Victoria? I would have thought so. No. I would have thought the storm was enough. No. Port Moresby. Yeah. I like Port Moresby. I like PNG. The PNG team. I, I would like. I know. Send Wayne up there I to get it like going. I would like to see the Bears. I know. Oh, no, not no, the I bears. would like to see the Bears. Manly got rid of them decades ago. No, but I, I really do think that they deserve that that spot. And there's other there's talk that there might be a Pacific team. Uh, but I would like to see the Bears there, whether they combine with someone else. But I, I think they deserve it. Well, there's a very good chance that wherever the team is, even if it is in Melbourne, it will be the Bears. I've talked to Billy Moore at length about this. Oh, okay. They're, re- they're ready to go wherever the, wherever the NRL says. They'll yeah, go to PNG. They'll go right. to Melbourne. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that they're out of North Sydney Oval. Hmm. They could be somewhere else, but they do deserve it. 100 to 1, they're going to put another team in Sydney. Well, they don't need that. No. 100 to no. 1. No, but it could be the Victorian Bears. It could be the... It's, it's... Oh, that's not going to make the Bears. The South Yarra Bears. They didn't even like coming down and being, you know, the Northern Eagles. Well, they were not like being. No one liked that. (laughs) Victorian Bears. Shall we put it out there? One triple three five three. Where do you want to see the eighteenth team in the NRL? It is going to happen. Where should it happen? One triple three five three is the number. Hundred dollars to spend at Red Rooster for our favourite caller. Love the chippies at Red Rooster. Yeah, there's a feast, $100 at Red Rooster. Yeah, there's a bit of everything in a Red Rooster mega box. The Rooster's calling you to try a mega box at Red Rooster today. Where should the 18th NRL team be situated? Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. One triple three five three. where should the 18th NRL team be situated after Peter Volandi said uh, that they'll look into basing it in Victoria. If you're wondering about the factors, it's because the junior base is growing and there's that allure of the uh, crosstown rivalry as well. Mm. It'll but- also mean that we'll get an extra game in Magic Round. Because they yeah. won't need to have the buy, so maybe we might get a Thursday night game. Oh, a bit of fun. We like that. So where should it be? Uh, Barry has called through from Campbelltown. I hope you say Campbelltown because that's my vote. I want a team out in Campbelltown. Uh, where, where is it, Barry? Where do you want? 
Impossible, mate. West Tigers are at Campbell. That's Town. right. That's <laughs> are right. they though? Yeah. Are they though? Hey, hey, where yeah. aren't they? They're at Combank. They're at Campbelltown. They're at Lidcombe. Yeah, Pierco, uh, Ubiquitous. Mate, Campbelltown, Campbelltown's for West Tigers. Okay, well, where? Yes. If you want to put the Bears anywhere, you've got to put the Bears at the Central Coast. Every time there's a game up there, that stadium is packed. If you're after, if you're after a fan base that's already there. Central Coast Bears sounds good to me. Yeah, makes I've, a bit of sense. It does. Makes they, a bit of sense. They did that, didn't they? That was the Northern Eagles. Yeah, that was. They were going to play there. Oh, that Northern Eagles had a myriad of other problems. But that's also and not they hated each other. That's not their own team. I think it's different if if the area has a team that they can sort of invest in and that, sure. that whole tribal. I'm not a big fan of relocating teams. I think you've got to create one from the ground up, like the Dolphins. They'll get a following. We love the Dolphins. Uh, Tim from Cambridge Park, and thank you for your call, Barry. Uh, where do you reckon the 18th NRL team should be situated? Um, how are you going, guys? Good, mate. Well. That's the way. Um, I believe the 18th team should be based in New Zealand somewhere, um, whether it be Wellington, whether it be Christchurch or something like that. I think um, one of the main reasons is, you know, with the Warriors and what they did, you know, during COVID to keep the game going, I think, you know, the NRL owes the New Zealand public. Interesting. Interesting. Do I detect a little New Zealand accent in your... Sure do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would they be based on the South Island or somewhere big? Um, The South Island probably would be a really good idea. You know, you base it in Christchurch or something like that. It would make for some really interesting local derbies and that would really get a lot of... A lot okay. of attention. I think that's a really that's fair a point. Interesting mm. idea. Now, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, Tim. Uh, Troy in Greystains, where do you think the 18th team should be located? I reckon we might be able to take a team up to the Northern Territory and we could call them possibly the Alice Springers. Alice Springers, not too so, bad. So you just like bad. the name, don't you? Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, in memory of Jerry Springer, who yeah. recently passed. Oh, right. That's right. why. <laughs> the weather would always be good. Wouldn't it? Absolutely. It'd be nice and warm. Yeah. That's a... That's another interesting, in inverted commas, <laughs> idea. But we like interesting. Course, We're all about interesting course. ideas. Thank you for that. That's why he's won $100 to spend at Red Rooster. You've given it to... I like the Alice Springers. I really do. <laughs> There's a bit of everything in every Red Rooster mega box. The Rooster's calling you to try a mega box at Red Rooster today. And we had so many um, calls, so sorry we couldn't get to you yeah, all, heaps. but uh, maybe yeah, we might revisit board. this in a, in a few weeks' so, time again. Some of them had right some on. really sensible ideas. Yeah, <laughs> like Alice Springers. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's get into your tip of the day, racing-wise, the Premier Meet in Gosford today. Yes, Gosford is a big meeting today. They're going to give away $2 million worth of prize money. Unreal. It's fantastic. That's a lot of money. It is. And you're, you're dealing with Gosford. It's a very small, tight course. It's only about 1,600 metres around. So it's it's small. It turns. It's specialist horses like it. And you do need to pick horses that have drawn well. They've got to be drawn in inside gates. You don't want something drawn in the outside gate. I know one of the favourites in the big race is drawn in the outside gate. And who, that, who are we talking about? Uh, think think about it. He's in the takeover target in race number seven. Now, he's drawn okay. barrier 13, mm. but he's the $3 favourite. But he's easing a little bit now, probably because he's drawn out wide. So, ah. you know, I'm, I'm looking for horses that are drawn in. i got a couple of runners I think go well. They're both drawn in. In that race, I believe. Uh, in the takeover target yep. race, yeah, I've got uh, a horse called Fashion Legend with the son Will. We train that horse. Great record. Yeah, he's won his last four. Wow. But it's a step up in, in grade, grade okay. because he's against open company horses, not just his own age. Going around at 54 and a half, though. Yeah, I know. He gets an advantage for yeah. being younger than them, but there's a disadvantage in being younger than them, too. Sure. Um, I'm going to go into race eight. And race eight is the coast. Now, this is the big race of the day. It's a half million dollar race. And I'm 
picking a horse, number one, well wall. W-E-L-W-A-L. That's how it's spelled. Number one there. He's at $7. He's starting to firm. He's drawn very well. He's drawn barrier three. And I think he's one of the only two or three good chances in the race. And who trains that horse? Chris Waller. Okay. We've had some luck with his horses. He loves a grand final, doesn't he? Yeah, he wins a lot of races. This looks like a good meeting. Uh, the the coast, be, it's been, a, what, a few years up there, Central, central if Coast? If you're on the Central Coast, uh, on a day like today, which will be beautiful, it will be, it will be a great day out. You do see some sights at that race meeting. Mm. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> I get you. And the warmer it gets, the, the better the sights. Okay. Go to do that with, do what you will with Tactfully that. Tactfully said. Yeah. Well done. If you are having a wager, do make sure you gamble responsibly. Gee, I like yours in race seven, Rich. Yeah. It's Fashion good legend. I don't Fashion mind legend. That. You can have something on him. Okay. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. You're tasked, Candace Warner, with picking the player of the week. Who have you got this week? Uh, look, it has to be Jared Croker. Oh, yeah. No. It has we to be, him. especially yeah. after last night's performance and, and what he's actually come back from. So only managed one game last year uh, as he battled a career-threatening knee injury. Uh, that also required stem cell surgery. And then on compounded on, on top, he's had multiple shoulder recos. Just an all-round good guy. I heard he wasn't coming back. That's usually it, isn't it? In fact, Ricky Stewart, I was reading about Ricky Stewart, he actually asked him to retire because he didn't want to do him the disservice of, of asking him to play New South Wales Cup. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about that? Didn't and want to drop him. But then he's fought his way back into the first grade side, yeah. scored yep. a try last night. Yeah. And he also said at that time when he's had apparently had multiple conversations with Ricky Stewart, and he said, look, he's just happy to be around the team, help out with the younger boys, yeah. building the club up. So what a great person he to have is, around I, your club. I know this is a cliche, but, but sometimes cliches are good. Yeah. He is the heart and soul of that club. He is. The, the fans love him. The players love him. The coach loves him. Everybody loves him. And they just they'll, he could just lead them into battle. And you see how emotional – Jack Whiten got last week after the game and Ricky Stewart. So they must have a, a they must be building a really beautiful culture down there where they just play for one another and they want to be there. Well, he's just bolstered that squad as well. They're four on the trot now. He's probably been that. I think he's been back for that many games as well. Isn't that a coincidence? Isn't that a coincidence? The heart and soul comes back and the team. He's comes kicking back. real well as yep. well. They got a good goal kicker back in the fray. Yep. We like that. Jared Croker, our four and twenty player of the week. Wonderful pick from you, Candice. Yeah, thank you. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. All the big names. Big names. I'd like to hear some more opinions. Strong opinions. Just be careful of splinters if you choose to sit on the fence. Imagine the splinters. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. But a, uh, a little celebrity sighting for you this morning, Candace Warner. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I got in the car this morning like I, I normally do to drive down to the coffee shop and I pulled up and I saw a group of cyclists just banging down the hill. Just And I, and I looked around... And it was one. It was the one and only Tony Abbott. Oh, that's and, your celebrity. Yeah. Well, it's not every former day PM. you see the former PM in his life. Former PM you in his life in, in a peloton any day, I believe. Yeah, that but just true. to see not in winter. <laughs> but just to see him in his life, it's not you, you don't expect to see the former prime minister just on a bike next to you. That's true. Did you say anything to him? No, I didn't. Put well, it no, away. Why not? <laughs> 
it was with his mates, and I thought heckling is probably not the right no, thing to say, do or the respectful hey, thing to do. Just go, psst, psst, tone, tone. Yeah. And then say what? Lock it up, I mate. I see you in your lycra. Yeah. <laughs> I can see a bit too much. Put yeah. it away, mate. Yeah, what mate. about you guys? Have you had any celebrity Nothing sightings or spottings week. this week? Nothing this, this week. week. Oh, last week, uh, Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins came into the studio. That's and I cool. escorted That's him back to his good. hotel. We were just having a chat. What do you mean? Five minutes. You, we could talk what about it. you escorted him back to his hotel? Well, he's what not does from that a, mean? He doesn't know the way. So I, I led him back to his hotel from the so studio. So you showed him how to get home. You didn't escort him. You didn't need your... You're going to go over and move his fridge for him? And it sounds like you're his security guard. <laughs> There's semantics. It's not the story. <laughs> uh, we could have talked about anything in the world. You know what we talked about? Five minutes? NRL. Talk what does he know about NRL? What's he, does he have a team? Well, you'll be happy about this because I said, because uh, he saw Wendell and he saw Wendell shirtless. Let's not get into that. That's another story <laughs> altogether. Anyway, he saw Wendell Saylor shirtless so and he's, he's like, terrified. he's enormous. And of yeah. course he owns a wrestling company and he's like, that guy could, could wrestle for us. I was like, he was one of the smaller guys. He was a winger in the yeah. NRL. So, I mean, you should see some of the big boppers. And he's like, yeah, wow. I was like, you've been to an NRL game? He's like, yeah, I went and saw the um, Rabbitohs versus the Dolphins. <laughs> the, I was like, Rabbitohs, Dolphins, yep. <laughs> it's all one word when you're yeah, Australian. Yeah, of course. Rabbit- yeah, he's like, yeah, I, it's uh, it's a pretty simple game. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Simple. Should okay. be. It should Early. be. Early. This okay. comes from an American. <laughs> I know. Right. Where they wear helmets and yeah, I know. Pads. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I've gone off him now. Have you? Yeah, yeah. You were never on. No, I think that's condescending. You think everything's yeah, condescending. No, it's a simple game. It know? is. A, anyone could play it. Have a go, mate. It should be a simple game. <laughs> Gee, they complicate it, don't they? <laughs> bit like all relationships. Oh, tell me oh, about it. Get into that next week. Yeah, off air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Finals time in the A-League. A doozy of an elimination final tonight. Western Sydney Wanderers taking on Sydney FC. You can catch it live from 7pm on 10 Bold, 10 Play and Paramount+. Plus. Uh, one of the pundits you'll hear from on that broadcast, and a man I loved watching play uh, when he was running around in the A-League, Alex Brosk, former Sydney FC uh, player. Good morning, Not my friend. Not just a player. Legend. Legend. Good morning. Proper Good morning. legend. Wow. One of the great beards. <laughs> one of the great beards. <laughs> How are you, Alex? Uh, very good. Very good, very good. Looking forward to tonight. Actually, it's uh, yeah, obviously a big game and uh, and one we haven't had before in in a semi final. You know, a, a do or die match. We've never had. Interestingly, how how this has never happened before. But it's uh, it's going to be great. So I'm I'm excited. Well, last time these two teams played it was a bit of a blowout, wasn't it? That wasn't close at all. No, it wasn't, and it was uh, it, it was embarrassing. You know, um, at Allianz Stadium, uh, to be beaten that way was um, was nothing short of embarrassing. The players came out and said, you know, as much. And, and you could see the scenes afterwards, you know, they were distraught and, and knew that they'd, you know, let themselves down, let the fans down um, and are very, very keen to, uh, to to right those wrongs. And, you know, again, when, when you talk about the fact that the Wanderers won at Sydney's ground, all three games this year have been won by the, the away side, which uh, which is good for Sydney tonight, I think. There's been talk that the FC fans may snub um, going to the game today on the back of uh, the Australian Professional League's decision to sell the grand final rights to the New South Wales government. Is this going to affect Sydney FC's chances? Uh, Speaking honestly, I think it... um it'll play a part, a very small part, right? The players will go out there and do their job and, and they won't, you know, they won't be concerned with what's happening off the field. But it's the it's the small details that, that I believe make a difference in these games. So, you know, when the referee has to make a big call and there's 30,000 Wanderers fans and not really much coming from the uh, the opposition, 
which way does he go? You know, it's those little details that I think will play into the hands of the Wanderers. And, and that's why I believe the fans should be there. But in saying that, I, I get why they're not. You know, I've had discussions with, with both sides uh, of the fence on this one and, and why it's, I understand why it's been done and why they feel like they need to make a stand. Um, and I get it. You know, as fans, they, they want to feel like they, they have a say and, and they're a part of, of this league. And, um, you know, they, they felt like they haven't been for a long time. But having spoken to the APL, things are, are well underway in, in rectifying that, in, in making sure that they are. It's just a timing thing. And uh, this, this decision by the fans to boycott was announced and, and they can't turn back, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, they, they definitely will be missed. Well, let's have a look on the field. The Wanderers, it's their first finals appearance in six years. Unbelievable because they joined the league with a bang and, and uh, they've had a bit of a finals drought uh, in recent times. What do you put their turnaround in form down to this year? Oh, look, a lot of things. I think Marco Rudin coming in um, and, and giving the club uh, their identity back. You know, when you, you said it there, when the Wanderers came in, they came in with a bang and they came in off the back of, you know, the whole of the Western Sydney and that's who they were playing for. And you could feel it in the stands going out to the old uh, Pertec Stadium. I mean, it, it, it was a cauldron. It was hard to go there and not feel intimidated. And as, you know, I think Popovich left, uh, you know, from his time in charge there and, and things just fell away a little bit. They lost that. Players were coming in and out of the club, not really understanding what they were playing for. And the club just went through six years of, um, you know, of, of, of mediocrity, really. And, and now they're back, and he's come back and, and brought that mentality back to the team, back to the West. And um, and that's, uh, of course, as well, that some of the players that he's brought in, the quality that he's mm. got in that squad um, is fantastic. So I think it's a combination of those things that have gotten the Wanderers back to, uh, to where they are this season. So the winner of this match, they'll play Melbourne City, won't they? Now, Melbourne City have been pretty much a benchmark, haven't they? Are, they, are either team good enough to beat them? Definitely. Um, and, and I think we've seen that throughout the season already. I think Melbourne City have been, without a doubt, the most consistent side. But, I mean, as you'd all know in sport, on, on, on any given day, anything can happen. And yeah. we saw it last year in Melbourne City making the grand final. They were beaten by by Western United, who sort of came from nowhere. Nobody expected them to you know, pass even the semi-final stage, which they did. Everyone thought the, the grand final was going to be a walkover, and they won that as well. So both these sides, for me, honestly, I actually think the winner of this game tonight goes on to win the competition. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's incredible. He's cool. And, and talking about winning a competition, the women, Sydney FC women's side won. How yeah. good's that? Well, it is good. I mean, if we're talking about Melbourne City in the men, how consistent they've been, then the Sydney FC women, they've made six grand finals yeah. in a row now. And, and it's an incredible achievement. Um, you know, especially, I think, in the women's league, there's a lot of player movement and, and it is hard to keep that, um, you know, that core group of players that you have. But Sydney FC has, has maintained that and, and that um, their style of play, the way they play, their coach, obviously, as well, has been fantastic. And, and he's great there and the girls love playing for him. But they were due, you know, two heartbreaking grand finals in a row and to finally win this one and, and sort of stamp that dominance that they've had and the way they did it as well, 4-0, fantastic. I was there at that game, took my daughters to go and watch it and it was a great occasion. Yeah, uh, well, this is going to be heaven tonight. Combank Stadium, the Wanderers taking on Sydney FC. You can catch it from 7 on uh, 10 Bowl, 10 Play in Paramount+. Plus. You'll be there, Alex Brosk, obviously going for your Sydney FC, but a little birdie tells me that your family predominantly... Uh, follows the Wanderers. Is this correct? 
Oh, look, it's something that's hurt me for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's right. <laughs> Dear old dad, they just, no yeah, respect. No respect. <laughs> uh, go well. well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Alex thank Ross, you, thank, thank you, you for, uh, for joining us. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. That's right. You've got some scores for us, Candice Warner. Yeah, well, Magic Round kicked off last night and the Raiders were too good for the Bulldogs. Only in a, just. In a tight match. Yeah, 34 oh. to 30. A game that no one wanted to win. The last 20 minutes of that match was a just a comedy of errors. It was, yeah. Just good to watch. Going on. See how Great big fun. some of the bombs that um, Burton put up were. Yeah, what a boot! They Huge were one. Massive. Oof. Well, I like one landed flush on Colonel Sanders' nose. Who's <laughs> uh, Colonel Sanders? Oh, you're, he's, oh, they paid him oh on the thing. I thought you were referring to a player as Colonel Sanders because he looks like the Colonel. On the Colonel's right nose. Right on the Colonel. That was and, bullseye. And the other game, the Broncos <laughs> just smashed uh, Manly thirty-two to six, which is interestingly. The same score that the Broncos went down to Rabbitohs last yes. week. Uh, they looked good too, Brisbane, didn't they? They, they, look, they look like world beaters this Selwyn year. Selwyn Cobbo, can I just say, after the match, he spoke about how much muscle he's put on. So seven kilo of muscle. Mm. He's now 104 kilos. And to run at a length of the, the field try in that pace, Tommy Turbo... Could not keep up no. with him. He was he was spectacular. Tommy was under the whip about four lengths off and not any closer. <laughs> yeah, and then there's three NRL games today. Warriors taking on the Panthers is the first game. Um, the Sharks versus the Dolphins is the 5.30 match, and then the Rabbitohs and the Storm at 7.45. Those bookend matches you can hear here on Triple M. That middle match, the Dolphins match... Oh, you can no. hear on the listener app. And that will also be Wayne Bennett's 900th game. Game in charge. You know, up. you know the storm will frustrate the rabbits. Yeah. They like to play that sort of open, broken play type game where Cody, you know, works his magic and all that sort of thing. The, the storm tend to just grind it out. That will I frustrate know. the rabbit. I know. Alex Johnson's uh, 200th match, so fingers crossed he gets a try. He's only got three this year, which is not, not like him. Um, in AFL last night, Brisbane were too good for Carlton, 100 um, to 74. But the big game for Sydney is tomorrow at 3.20 at the MCG where the Swans will be taking on Collingwood. An informed Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. It was a heartbreaker last week. They got done by a point. By a point. They were 20, 20-something up with about mm. 10 minutes to play and got done. Yeah, and Collingwood had that come-behind win where they just um, – out the Adelaide they Crows. do that all the time, Collingwood. They do, yeah. And the other game, GWS Giants are taking on the Bulldogs tonight at Manica Oval. In the A-League, the Wanderers will be taking on Sydney FC at 7.45 at Combank Stadium. Last time those two teams played, it was 4-0 to yep. the Wanderers. Yeah, if you missed our chat wash. with uh, Alex Brosk, yep. um, you can grab it on the listener app after the uh, show. We previewed it there. Yeah, and a great game in the Super Rugby. The Waratahs are away to the Reds. Uh, that's so. That's the Waratahs are seventh. The the Reds are in six. So this is a good good little tussle. Thank you for the scores. Uh, you might have missed this during the week. Uh, it's been revealed English Test captain Ben Stokes very wary of your husband's inclusion in the Aussie squad for the upcoming Ashes series. Oh, that's nice. Mike Hussey was talking to uh, Willow Talk on Listener, and Mike currently coaches. Uh, ben Stokes in the IPL had this to say. There's a bit of negative commentary around him. I've no doubt whatsoever that that's just going to spur him on a little bit more. And interestingly, and I don't know if I should be saying this for public consumption, but um, interestingly, we've got Ben Stokes in our team here at Chennai. And I asked him, you know, what, 
what, what, what do you reckon about Davey Warner? And he said, well, I'd prefer if they didn't pick him rather than if they did. What about that? Well, it's a compliment. Yeah, mm. and especially with the wickets that they say they're going to produce for this Ashes, they're going to be flat and fast, very different to what we've seen in before. Uh, that kind of wicket you would think would suit David's style of play. And if they are doing this baseball and they talk about also bringing the boundaries in, uh, then it would suit his his game. Absolutely. He's very combati- combative, Dave. I think that'll only spur him on. Mm. Yeah, yeah well, he needs to perform well commentary. over there because, you know, the last time he went to the Ashes, he didn't play mm. play well at all. Stuart Board had his number, but who knows? Well, it's, they- a, it's a new series. Anything can happen. They're shaking in their boots, apparently. One triple three five three is the number. Are they? Triple M's dead set legends. All the big names. Big names. I'd like to hear some more opinions. Strong opinions. Just be careful of splinters if you choose to sit on the fence. Imagine the splinters. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin. Rusty's motorsport update for Bendix. Bendix brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, we love him, Greg Rust. You can catch up on the Rusty's Garage podcast right now on the Listener app for free, and we love that morning, Rusty. Hello, team. How are we? Ah, fine. How are you, Rusty boy? Oh, you don't you don't sound fine when you open the batting like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of battles, uh, what about the battle between the supercars between Brody Kostecki and uh, Shane Van Gisbergen in Perth? It's got everybody's tongue wagging. But, you know, yeah, I can imagine showing the bad sportsmanship flag to Van Gisbergen, but, but why did they have to give it to Brody? Well, I mean, this is the thing that everyone in the, in the category is now talking about. So, I mean, if you eliminate all that stuff, Richard, all that other palaver, epic battle between those two guys. Um, they actually have great respect for each other, um, kind of have a, a similar driving style, if you will, in the way they, they go about things. So, as you rightly point out at the end of that, that race there on the um, on the, the Saturday, Shane was looking for any opportunity he could to get by. Brody, um, you know, defended as is his uh, right, exceptionally hard. Shane eventually would get through and win. The the bad sportsmanship flag has got a few people wondering was that really necessary? And Brody told me on the podcast during the week they obviously protested um, things on Saturday evening, and he felt aggrieved by the the bad sportsmanship flag. He didn't think that that was right. And they, the team, the Erebus team, feel like a precedent has been set now in relation to the way that future matters like that uh, might be handled. Mm. Now, Rusty, it's a quick turnaround for F1. They're in Miami this weekend. Gosh, I wish I was in Miami. Tell me about it. George Russell. No, no, I find it. uh, What? No, no good in Miami. I love Miami. No, Miami, no good. Why? Well, the beach is average. Yeah, because you've got to get your rig out. Yes, exactly. And you don't like getting your rig out. Leave my rig out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Move on. Anyway, George Russell was fastest in practice one for Mercedes. Now, has Oscar Piastri bounced? I mean, he was quite sick. Yeah, he was. He had a stomach bug in uh, in Azerbaijan, uh, so much so that he couldn't actually do some of the post-Saturday press activity. He had to step out of that and then not be a part of it, but he was fine on Sunday. As you know, Candice, in those races, they can lose up to sort of three kilos. So it's a, it's a really physically draining thing. He was very grateful of the, the support of the McLaren doctor and so on. Um, we've talked about it on the show. There's a couple of little glimpses of improvement in performance in the in the car which is which is positive so um lando i noticed in practice too has been been pretty strong i think oscar was probably on a different um program and max verstappen just in the last little while 
going fastest in that second practice session there in Miami. And former supercars driver Scott McLaughlin, he was brilliant at the IndyCar race in Alabama, home of Forrest Gump. A big month ahead for him now with the uh, Indy 500 in just a few weeks. Run, Scott, run. (laughs) He was, I mean, sublime, honestly. He talked about it uh, afterwards being the most complete performance that he's been able to stitch together in IndyCar yet. So you're right, mad month of May now underway. It's all about the build-up to the Indy 500 at the very end of the month, and that is like the American version of the Monaco Grand Prix. Great, you know, um, biggest spectacle in, in motor racing. So, um, yeah, good good vibe for him heading into that. That is for sure. Question without notice. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what happens in a, in a race car if you just have to go? Right? You just go, wouldn't That's you? a good question. I, I don't know. So Brad Jones told me about being at one of the most fearsome circuits uh, on the planet in Belgium at a place called Spa, and there's a really fast sequence of curves there they call Eau Rouge, and he has done that sitting in the seat going through Eau Rouge. So, uh, uh, there, there are stories of legend of co-drivers opening the door and, and not nice coming from inside the car when they change over. Uh, Well done, Greg Rust. Uh, We love your work. Bendix Brakes, put your foot down with confidence. We'll catch you next week. Always get nervous when Richard says question without notice. I know, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's never a good question. It's never good. Uh, Good on you, Greg. uh, Knee deep in magic round, and how good is it? What an opening. So good. Bulldogs Raiders, you had uh, Broncos Manly, and you will hear every game on the listener app. Today's, today's going to be unreal. Excellent. Oh, it's perfect. Uh, you got Saturday Scrum this. you got Warriors Panthers from three. Uh, but then we're back to music on Triple M. And you might be thinking, well, I want to hear the Sharks and Dolphins. Yeah. Who are you supporting this week? Penrith. Or the Dolphins. Or the Dolphins. I mean, <laughs> I'm always into the Dolphins. And you can hear them on the listener app. That's the point. And then we're back on Triple M Sydney with uh, South Melbourne. Oh, my oh. God. What a clash that's going to be. It's going to be a doozy. No. Nah. Uh, if it runs to form, Melbourne no, no, are walking. No, no, no. But this is why I don't think they will. Uh, it's because they're playing. They're not at. They're not down at um, Melbourne Park. Amy, yeah. They're just, uh, you know, neutral, neutral ground. ground. Yes. yes, but it is their home game, so that must mean something. Mm. No, it means nothing. Oh, he's combative. You know what time it is. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's list of grievances. Well, everyone today is going to agree with this because everybody gets them. Okay. The calls where they're unsolicited from some random number where yes. they're trying to sell you something. Right? Oh, Finally they, agree with they you. They ring up and they say, uh, is this Richard? That's always the first line. You know it is. And that's after the little pause. You know, detect it's the little pause, pause. It's the pause. Because it's got to click through to the app, the operator who's going to talk to you. Yeah. I If I can hang up in that period, I do. Yeah. But if they get to the point where they say, is this Richard? I just say nothing. Right? I just silence. Wait them out. Right. Little stand and they off. Go, Hello? And I'll just go. <coughs> well, you cough at them. <laughs> yeah. Just so they know I'm there. You know, okay. <laughs> but I'm it's not, like I heard you, but, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking. You know, I'm not going to engage. It creeps them out. Mm. They get creeped out and hung, hang up. Great. Yeah. And you, they don't call back. Generally, the call is from Melbourne. When I get them, they're calls from Melbourne. But I like the, I love the fact that you're at home playing games with these people. Yeah. Mm. I figure it's, this is this is fair game. They've rung me unsolicited with a number I don't know, so it's they cannot handle the silence. That's great. And then they think, oh, have we gone through? And you go, eh. nice. and that, 
I'm going to use that. And, the, and they go, oh, you're there. Nothing. It's usually I, if you want to change energy providers I'm or really something sad. ridiculous. Because I'm off door-to-door solar people at the moment. Oh, so I'm just going to start terrible. coughing at them yeah. as they come around. Chase them down the street. <laughs> <laughs> After a pandemic. <laughs> See, I'm here to help people. This is what this, this segment is all about. Where do they get our numbers from? Oh, lists that you've given your number to a supplier who sold it to someone else. and Instagram, Facebook, they, social media. They, they've got, you've got your number on a thousand lists. Big data. They're big data companies. Big data. Oh. But then why do they keep calling back? You know, they know that they've got nothing from you, but it's the same company that yeah. continues to call yeah. back for the same reason. They don't call back the silent cough guy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You're helping all of Sydney today. That's right. Good on you, Richard. Creep them out. That's, that's what you need to do to them. Great advice for the kids. Yeah. Uh, do that, kids. Saturday. <laughs> something you can do at home, kiddies. <laughs>